Thank you for joining us. For prayer request, visit us at thecityoftruth-international.org. Are you ready to both hear and heal from heaven? This is the place for you. This is a place where we like church, but we really love the truth. Stay tuned. Be connected. Well, it's good, everybody. Thank you for joining me for another time of sharing another time in the word. Feel free to invite somebody um, to tune in to the platform that you're watching in, uh, whether you're watching it on YouTube, whether you're watching it on Facebook, whether you're watching it on Roku or Roku, Roku, or whether you're watching it on Fire Stick, whatever you're watching, whatever platform, feel free to invite somebody to join you tonight as we begin our November series. And I'm excited uh, because we're talking about I change my mind. And we're going to be dealing with some things as it relates to uh, changing your mind. I change my mind. So just uh, holler at me. How you doing? Greetings to each and every one of you. Blessings to uh, spiritual children. Blessings to my daughter. I see a comment that came in. I'm usually not in the comments, but blessings to you, daughter. Blessings to you, daughter. Blessings to you who are watching from the uh, your living room, couch, living room, uh, recliner, wherever you're at. Blessings to you. Thank you for joining uh, me tonight. I want to do a special shout out, if you would be so kind and allow me to do so. I want to shout out my daddy. I want to shout out my father, my pops. My I call him my daddy because that's, that's hey, I'm a grown man, but that's my daddy. He will be celebrating his birthday on November the 7th. And generally, if I uh, do this, I will present um, this same message um, some weeks down the line on uh, the Audacity of Truth broadcast, our radio broadcast that comes on every Sunday at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 4 p.m. Arizona time. So I want you all to, I didn't have the commercial for that or the plug for that today. So feel free to tune in every Sunday at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And then we usually have it listed uh, what your time zone is. If not, you can Google it to see since you all will be falling back uh, tonight because it is daylight savings time. Arizona, we don't have to do anything but just continue to do what we do. Uh, but we will be broadcasting. And so uh, he usually tunes in him and my mom to listen to the broadcast. And I'm so thankful for that. But he is celebrating his birthday tomorrow. So big ups to my daddy that I love so much. And he has truly been an example to me. And I'm thankful for him. And not only that, but on November 10th, I think that is going to be before another. Yeah, November 10th is in between. My parents are celebrating 53 years 53 years of being married. And I am so thankful their marriage has. I always tell them, I tell them, I tell them all the time because I know how people are. This is how we do. When somebody tries to uh, give us our flowers or tries to honor uh, the God in us, then we want to bring up uh, the things that we haven't quite done right. We, we, we tend to bring up, well, I haven't crossed this T or I haven't dotted this I. We want to bring up imperfections 
in the midst of somebody else giving us praise and giving us honor for what has been done. I don't know why we do that. I told my wife the other day, I don't know why we do that, that we always have to gravitate to the proclivities in the midst of the praise. When somebody is trying to honor us, we want to bring up the hellish times and the things that we didn't quite get right. I don't understand that, but I always tell them that Eve, I'm not, I'm not saying you did everything right, but you have been an example to me and my wife and to our marriage. And so they are celebrating 53 years of marriage. Now, one time do I ever recall that my father left the house for a, a, a certain amount of days because they were separated, living separately, or my mother, whatever it is that they went through, whatever it is that they were going through, they remained in the same house. Amen, somebody. And thankfully, because they were serving the same God and they haven't, again, they haven't been perfect. They'll tell you, I'll tell you, but thank God that they have been a example. You want to see, you want to know where I get uh, my love, where I get my example of how I love my wife, Pastor Lady Baby. That's where I get it from. <laughs> First of all, how God loves me, but then how God uh, has allowed me to have uh, spiritual parents in my life. Uh, earthly parents in my life that have modeled marriage uh, from a imperfect but yet pure standpoint. And I'm forever grateful. So y'all help me celebrate uh, my mother, my father, 53 years and counting. My father, I believe he's going to be uh, 74 years old and counting. And they still travel uh, avidly. He still drives. Anybody that knows me knows that I'd rather drive than fly. I got that from my daddy. So I just wanted to just give some honor to my father, my daddy, uh, and, and, and give honor to my daddy and my mommy for 53 years of strong marriage that has weathered uh, the storms of life, the ups, of down, ups and downs, the growths that take place, the financial uh, ups and downs and different things of that. I'm thankful that my father has been retired uh, from, from Ford Motor Company. He's been retired for, whoo, um... I want to say since 2008, he's been retired for 13 years, I believe, and count 13 years and has never had to go back and work a part time job. Mm. My mother has never had to go work a part time job. 13 years. I know people that have retired and had to go back to work uh, because to make things to make ends meet. But he's been retired for 13 years and has never had to go back and get a little side hustle to, to go with social security or to go with or with pension because God has been faithful. Not only has God sustained them, but it gave them the wisdom of how to stack up, store up. Amen. That's the example that, that we need in our lives. Amen. How to be retired, hear this, and stay retired, hear this, and continue to do the work of the Lord without any restraints and without any stress. So I honor them today. And if y'all listening to this, when you listen to it, just know that I love you. Just know that Janine loves you. And thank you so much for all that you have showed us and told us and all that you have done for us in our marriage. Amen. Love you so much. So we honor them today <clears throat> and honor my father again for his birthday on the 7th, their anniversary on the 10th. And how y'all doing? I missed y'all. I did. It was my time. I said it before. It was a time of hi hiatus. 
uh, time of mini sabbatical. I'm going to have a, a couple of more of those, uh, possibly. Maybe I'll do pre-recorded, maybe not uh, by the end of this year, y'all. It, it has been such a refreshing experience. Amen. And even those times when you're just itching uh, to want to just go on and and just do something, you know, those who those who are uh, connected by way of spiritual children, they have had access to me and I've been access to them and have exchanged with them. Uh, but I've missed y'all, those who glean from afar and those of you who glean from afar. Why are you staying afar? Come on closer. Holla at me. Let me know that you are uh, that you are a, a connectee, that you are a partner. I'm not just talking about financially, but let me know that this ministry is blessing you, this ministry of truth, this ministry of sound doctrine. Let me know um, that you are a connected one. Don't just stay off in the shadows. You can email us, baby. Put the baby, uh, 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 Pastor Lady Baby, put the email in there info at the city of truth international or apostle at the city of truth international.org. You email, let me know. Let me know if you connected. Let me know if you desire to have closer connection because we got some things for you. But it's not going to be about chasing after. <laughs> it's going to be, it's a, this is an invitation hmm, to draw closer uh, so that we can be more intimate, so that we can share more. Because I believe, and I speak this prophetically and boldly, but yet with humility, that there are some answers and some solutions and some guidance and some wisdom that both my wife and I have for your life, for your singlehood, for your marriage, uh, for your family, for your destiny, for your purpose, for your career, for your marketplace, for your ministry. But you've got to come close. You've got to draw nigh. You've got to you've got to not be off in the shadows like Nicodemus in John chapter three uh, that stood off and followed Jesus. And finally, in the dark, asked Jesus, you know, uh, about, you know, uh, about being born again. He asked Jesus, you know, about and Jesus told him about being born. again. But he, he asked him that question in the night because <laughs> he was in the shadows afar off. You don't have to be like that. We give you an open invitation to come and connect. And, and the truth be told, you know, hey, we're not for everybody. And, that, and you know, and, 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 and that's good. That's great. We're not for everybody because we, according to ministry, according to the church name, according to who we are, we endeavor because we love you truly to life and to truth. We endeavor to tell you the whole truth and the whole truth, the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help us God. We're not trying to push you away, but yet we're not trying to lie to you. Hmm? We're not trying to deceive you. We're going to tell you 100 what God and what thus said the Lord says. And we're not trying to retain you at the expense of lying to you and hurting you through those lies. No, if you have to leave because you're mad, we rather you leave because we have told you the truth and not because you found out later on um, that we were trying to retain you. We were trying to uh, get your money or we were trying to get whatever ulterior motive out of you. But yet you left deceived and, and far better worse, than, far worse rather than you did when you first came. 
So if you are desiring the truth, if you're desiring uh, to connect so that you can have uh, a, a safe place. My wife preached that thing last week, y'all. If you missed it, you need to go back and watch the replay of that word entitled betrayal. She preached that thing. Woo! She preached and talked. She, she gave us a clinical spiritual word that was needed about betrayal. And, and one of the things she said in that is that everybody needs a safe place. And some of you don't have a safe place. In the place you thought was safe, you found out that your information was spread abroad all throughout the congregation, all throughout the subdivision, all throughout the office, because what you thought and who you thought was safe was really not safe at all. So we just welcome you to come and connect. Again, the email is going to be posted by Pastor Lady Baby. That's my wife, uh, Pastor Janine Jackson, Lady Janine Jackson. She's going to post it. If you want to connect, send us an email. Connect with us and you will find out that what you may have thought about us or uh, what you didn't think yet about us, you will find out that, wow, what have I been missing? Not because of anything within us, but because of the purity and the presence and the power of God that is residential in our lives. Amen. Somebody clap to your hands and give the Lord praise. But we thank God. So we're going to be starting our series today. I am so excited. Because the Lord just whispered this and I'm just, there's a lot of things that can be said. Uh, there's a lot of things that, but, but he wants us to understand uh, the power of the mind and the power that he's giving you. Now, understand this, that God transforms the minds of men. But we have a responsibility to embrace the transformation so that we can implement change in our minds and in our lives. Transformation can be present, but unless you decide, unless you choose to change and not leave it up to chance, then you will continue to have the same mindset. But yet still with your mindset, it will determine and it will affect and infect your perception. Your perception, how you see things, uh, is all determined because of how your mind is processing things and how you've allowed your mind to be transformed and renewed by the word of God, by the Holy Spirit. Your mind will determine how you see it and your mind will determine, hear this, how you seize it. Let me say it again. Your mind will determine uh, how you see it, S-E-E, -E, and it will determine how you seize, S-E-I-Z-E, -E, how you seize it. If your mind is not changed, if your mind is not renewed, if you don't allow your mind to be transformed, then you will always perceive things incorrectly, taintedly, perversely because of your mind. Now, I'm not just talking, I'm not talking about the brain. Understand that the brain is the organ that is in the body. The mind, uh, the Bible interchangeably uh, talks about the mind as it relates to the heart and what is seated in the heart. The mind, uh, the heart, it has to be renewed. It has to be transformed. And I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but tonight I want to talk about for just a few minutes, I want us to go to this verse right here. I'm not going to be before you long. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Go to Hebrews chapter 11, and I want you to go down to verse number 15. 
not going to be before you long. But again, I thank you, those of you who have came out on this Saturday. For those of you, again, on the East Coast, uh, and, uh, those of you who are uh, Eastern uh, Standard, or it really is Eastern Daylight Savings Time, uh, Central Daylight Savings Time, those of you who are in the Colorado area, and those of you who are in California, remember your changes tonight, you fall backward. So therefore, uh, there may be some schedule changes as we broadcast. And so pay attention to the announcements of how the times will change. So like, for instance, with the broadcast, the broadcast uh, when you were on the East Coast would come on uh, during uh, the summer months. It would come on at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But now that you are falling back, it will come on at 6. And so and vice versa, every your time zone, it will fall back. So Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 15, I do have it to show you as well. well. I want to show you this right quick. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 15 through 16, it says, And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had came out, they would have had opportunity to return. Verse number 16, the A clause says, But now they desire a better. Now we want to read the whole 16th verse in its entirety uh, for the full context, but now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is a heavenly country. Uh, it, uh, I'm sorry, but a better, uh, sorry, but now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is uh, not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. But let me read it in as it relates to tonight. It says again, and truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better. I want to just uh, talk about tonight as I pose this by way of a question. Uh, what are you calling to mind? What are you calling to mind? My brothers and sisters, as a uh, pioneer, as a trend, as a, as a as a plower, if you will, a pioneer, trailblazer, it is so mind blowing, and at times it can become so overwhelming when you are when God has called you to do something that has no point of reference. I want to talk to every trailblazer. I want to talk to every pioneer. I want to talk to everybody that God is calling to do something that is unorthodox, that is unheard of, that is going against the grain of religion, going against the grain of modern day Christianity. I'm talking to you who have been uh, burdened with grace to do something that not many people are hearing or doing and even accusing you of being mad, meaning crazy in the mind, because you are daring to go against uh, the, the populated area, to, to go against and to go away from the heavily populated area of service to do something, to forge something, to plow through something, to break up the fallow ground of something that is very rare or not at all being done. I want to encourage you because many of you are taking your cue 
from people uh, and from places and from things and from ideas that have either been expired or have been perverted. And now you find yourself gauging your assignment. Oh God, you're gauging uh, your calling. You're gauging the grace of God upon your life based upon who is doing it, how many are doing it, or who isn't doing it, and you feel that because it is not widely populated, you feel because it is not circulating uh, as often or as in the frequency as everybody else's, then you feel as if what you heard from God is inaccurate or incorrect. You feel because you don't have the support, like some have the support that truly I haven't heard from God correctly. And I'm coming to give you a, a word today to let you know, don't change your mind to go back to what's comfortable. Don't change your mind to go back to what's familiar. God has called you to come up. Mm -hmm. He has called you out to go forth. And don't you limit the new thing. Don't, don't limit what is unfamiliar. Don't limit what is uncharted by uh, the, the, the lack of populace and the lack of following uh, that is in the place that God is leading you to, to the place, to the state and that God is leading you to. See, we have a problem with determining success by having a whole bunch of people in the pool. My wife will tell you this. I I I love people, <laughs> but I tell you, I love it when I go to a restaurant at a certain time. I love it when I go to a certain uh, uh, getaway. You know, at a time where it when it seems like there are very few people. Not seems like, but there are very few people that are there. It seems as if God has shut the whole place down. Just for me and Pastor Lady Baby, it's just us, and he has shut it down, and it is exclusively us. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with heavily populated places or places needing to be heavily populated. Actually, the truth be told, I kind of sway away from that because we have a, 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 a conundrum to believe that just because it's crowded, just because it's popular, then it must be something that is healthy, something that is good, and something that has the hand of God on it. Because there are so many people there. We have the, we have the conundrum of, of, of equating and saying that the crowd has the authorization or has the favor of the Christ. And I want to encourage you that not many things that are uh, regulated and that are categorized as being in the narrow uh, place. See, they, I'll, I could have even tagged this of uh, learning how to possess a narrow mind in the narrow way. That's a good one too. Uh, learning how to possess a narrow mind in the narrow way. Uh, we, we have an expression that so many people say you need to be open-minded. Uh, you need to be open-minded, but really as it relates to the narrow way that few be found therein, it's nothing wrong with having a narrow mind in the narrow way because all you should be concerned with is that, is this the way that I'm to be going in? Because this is the way that has uh, been led and ordained by God himself. We have a problem at times thinking that because there isn't that much support, because of that, there, there isn't that many people that are partaking or joining or whatever that you or I, that we don't have anything to offer because we gauge success by 
how many show up by how many speak well of it, how many endorse it. And that could be the further thing from the truth. I'm speaking to you, my brother. I'm speaking to you, my sister. I'm speaking to you to let you know that God is creating within you and is establishing within you something that is not going to be widely accepted because it's going to go against the culture. It's going to go against the strongholds that people have in their mind. And you've got to understand that when God has called you to do it, it is through the anointing that that is going to break up the fallow ground. It is through the anointing that is going to destroy the yokes. How can something be destroyed? How can something be overturned? How can something be set into order? How can something be made straight that's crooked? How can something be made smooth that's rough? If you refuse to dare to be out there, even if it's by yourself for a season, so that you can establish what God really wants to do. Where are you willing to do that? Or are you calling to mind the place, the places, the people, the things, the comfort places that you've been? Let's read the text again. And truly, if they had called to mind that country uh, from which they had came out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better. The context of the scripture is talking about that when they were making the transition from leaving Egypt, going through the wilderness to the promised land, is we, we, we speak through it so much in our reading and in our, our Bible studies that we really don't take time to soak up and understand uh, how tedious it was. The journey was not a cake journey, uh, but it was a journey that was hot. <laughs> it was a journey um, that had its highs and lows. It was a journey for the children of Israel that, of uncertainty. It was a journey that they were not familiar with. And they began, they always began to talk about what they had in Egypt. Even though Egypt was so burdensome, I'm talking to somebody, even though it was so taxing, even though it was so overwhelming, why is it that we truly uh, go back into our minds at times and try to go back to say, well, it really wasn't that bad because the thing that you're coming into becomes so unfamiliar, so challenging, and you, you're so fearful of the unknown, you would rather settle or you would rather um, you would rather justify and you would rather make look good the hell you went through before you got to the place where you came out and on, on the place where you're on your way to go. You would rather cushion it, justify it and, and say, well, it wasn't that bad. Well, that 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 church really wasn't that bad. Uh oh, mm -hmm. that 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 bastard really wasn't that bad. Yeah, he was flirting with me, but it really wasn't that bad. Uh, they were controlling, but it, re it really wasn't that bad. And so now you begin, huh, you begin to look and you begin to, what, what you begin to look at by way of gazing to get motivation to keep forward, you now begin to stare and now you begin to wonder and count up, is it more worth it to go back? Uh, to where I was than it is to go forward to a place that I know not of, but I have, hear this, the presence of God with me. Would I rather go back to what I've known without him or go forward in the unknown with him? Mm. What, what, what would I rather do? If they had called to mind, you got to understand that this was a whole new way of thinking. 
This was a whole way, whole new way of doing. This was, this was, <laughs> as Star Trek would say, boldly going where they have never gone before. But God showed them, hear this, hear this, he showed them. He showed them before he, they left where they begged him to take them out of that he was who he was and the same God who was what he was to take them out of where they were is the same God that can bring them into what he has them for. Who God will never hear this, will never cause you to follow him to what is until he first shows you uh, where you were, who he is, to to gain your faith, to know that he that brought me up and out of where I was is fully able to take me into and deeper into where he's taken me. Hallelujah. So there are times your faith, there are times your doubts have no merit to stand upon. Why? That's why they were that's why they were punished in numbers and those who were 21 and under could not go or 21 and under could not go into either 20 or uh, under or 21 and under forgive me for the mind lapse could not go into the promised land and those uh, that were 20 and up could or 21 and up could why were they able to go and why were the other ones not able to go after they came back with the negative report that they could not take uh, the negative report of that they uh, of what was in the promised land and that they couldn't do it why did God make them die out because why? Because they saw too much up into that point for them to have any reason or excuses to be doubting him now. I'm coming to let somebody know that even though you're going somewhere that you don't really know where you're going, you're doing something that doesn't have a huge populace. You're doing something that doesn't have a huge following. Your your God is causing you to do something, to establish something, to create something, to birth something where very few have done or very few have dared to go or very few have gone to the end to. I'm coming to let you know that even though you're doing that, you don't have an excuse. You don't have a reason. You don't have an excuse or a reason to tell God, I don't know, or to tell God, nope, I'm not going to do it. Why? Because you have seen too much up to this point, brother. You have seen too much up into this point, sister. Man of God, you have seen and experienced too much of God. Uh, woman of God, you've experienced up too much up to this point for you to begin to doubt God, for you to buck up against God, for you to disobey God. You have gone through too much. You have too much history with God for you now to start tripping and saying, God, I don't know if I can do this, even though you've done this so many times. You don't have an excuse or a reason to be doubtful. You don't have a reason to be unbelieving. You don't have a, a reason to reject him. You don't have a reason even to be scared when he has shown you, have I not commanded you? You have no reason. You have no excuse. You have no justification. And I don't want you to miss what is going to be here, this generationally beneficial. Ooh. Let me say that word again. Generationally beneficial to you and your bloodline. I don't want you to miss this because you are calling to mind that country, that, that condition that state, that place that God delivered you from, that God ushered you out of. Whew. 
Ooh, I don't want you. I don't want you to think about that. Oh God, one of the most powerful scriptures. If I can join it with this one, one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible. It is, I believe, the short, the second shortest scripture in the Bible that is so powerful and potent. What is that scripture? You ask. I'm glad you asked. That scripture is remember <laughs> Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. God said, I need you to run. I need you to run for your life. I need you to get out of the city of Sodom, get out of the city of Gomorrah. I need you to run for your life. And when you do, don't look back. And whether it was out of curiosity, whatever reason she decided to look back, she looked back and guess what? She became salty. <laughs> she turned into a pillar of salts. You have no permission to be uh, nostalgic and reminiscing of what was, even though, even though you're going to something you're not aware of. I, they, 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 if they had called, truly, if they had called to mind the country from which they had came out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better. I'm so thankful that they kept on pressing. They kept pursuing. They kept passionately following God because had they, the Bible says, had they called it to mind, they would have had the opportunity to go back. And don't ever let anybody make you feel guilty that it's a bad thing to be forgetful of the places that you left. You are only permitted to look back for it to cause you to be motivated and for you to share with somebody else that stuck there to let them know that if God did it for me, he can do it for you but you have no business revisiting the places of bondage, the places of stronghold. You have no business revisiting those places because if you do, you're going to long to go back because the road of where you're going, it has its challenges. <laughs> you have some challenges on the road, but I'm telling you that where you're going, old school used to say it like this. This was just a few years better. What's coming for you is better than what's been. Hallelujah. That's why they said, that's why the text again said, if they had truly called to mind, I changed my mind not to think about what was. I don't have permission to go back into a, a, a place of bondage and slavery where God has set me free from. I don't care how challenging and difficult uh, the journey may be on where I'm going. I don't have permission to go back there in my mind because I will always try to justify the bondage and say it wasn't that bad when I, when the unknown before me is challenging, is, is, is I'm fearful and, 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 and it's uncomfortable. I will always try trying to justify where I was. Again, looking back says it wasn't that bad. Looking back at relationships, she wasn't that bad. He wasn't that bad. He was just a little nar nar narcissistic. She wasn't that bad. She was just a little, you know, a little stuck up. She didn't love God. She didn't want to serve God. He had money, though. Yeah, he, 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 he said God don't exist, but he had money. And so what happens? Uh oh, <laughs> what happens is, is now that you start to look back at what God brought you out of and you start trying to make it look good. 
then you start then you start saying here it is i can change it <laughs> i'm a prophet i can prophesy a change i'm an apostle i can be able to set order and rearrange some things i'm a pastor i can lead her away or lead him away uh, from this and so now you begin to place yourself as a god in that person's life wanting them hear this to change wanting them to be transformed looking back to what was because you're because you're uncertain of what's before you even though god is with you and even though god is leading you you begin to justify what god took you out of and saying that you can change it and, and saying that it wasn't that bad and i can change it and i can make it different and this that and whatever trying to say i can make it better i can change it and now your motivation uh oh for wanting somebody or some place to change is not because you see the need of them needing to be transformed or change but now your desire of wanting to see them or it change comes from a selfish soulish reason that's why i tell people be careful when you're asking god to save them because you want to marry them Be careful when you're asking God to change them because you want to marry them. Because when you really want to see a soul come to Christ, it has nothing to do with whether you marry them or not. If you don't ever marry them, you should want them saved just because they need salvation, not because you want a husband. Or you because they need salvation and you or you because they need salvation, not because you want a wife. Your motive for them being saved has to be Jesus alone, even if that means that they go with Jesus without you. Yeah, <laughs> somebody, somebody just got help right there if you let it help you. You can't pray for selfish salvation of others when you have your soul involved in the game because you want to be married or you want to be with them or whatever the case may be. Purify your motive of wanting them saved. That means that, Lord, whether I'm with them or not, save them so that whoever gets them will have a Holy Ghost filled, saved person, even if it's at the expense of me not being with them. But had they called to mind, they would have justified where they've been, said it wasn't that bad, and been tempted to go back to where they were. But the key with this is they didn't call it to their mind because now there was something new in their mind. But they desire, but now they desire a better. No matter how familiar, how comfortable it was, there is something better I'm going towards. I desire a better. No matter how comfortable it was, I desire a better. No matter how the commute was, and it may have been not, it may have been a shorter commute, I desire a better. No matter how he treated me, she treated me, I desire a better. No matter if my grandmother, my grandfather, my father and mother uh, were a charter members of that church, I desire a better. Even if I got to leave the family church, even if I got to leave uh, the family business, I desire a better. I change my mind. <laughs> God, I thank you. I change my mind. 
My mind is not going to go back. It's not going to, my mind is not going to call back from the places and the people and the things and ideas where I was. I, my mind is, is now thinking, desiring, yearning, pursuing, and pressing for better. God has something better. I know God, I know it's different. <laughs> I know there's no point of reference. I know it's not heavily populated. I know it's not heavily popular, but Lord, I trust you that this new thing that you're calling me to, that as long as you're with me, as long as you're in me, as long as you go before me, as long as you're for me, I have no reason to fear. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life in whom shall I be afraid? I may be talking to somebody today that God is calling you away from the ways of sin, from the ways of doing things. You, you, you're getting tired. There is a tiredness within you and God has called you and is calling you to salvation. He's calling you to accept him and to, to turn your life around and to move from your old house and to move from your old friends, to move to another and better way of thinking. He's calling you into relationship with him. That's what he's doing. But now you're tempted to call, to recall back to mind what I used to do on a Saturday night, what I used to do on a weekend. But there's that tug of war because I desire a better. I desire a better. And so if I'm talking to you today, I want to offer you Christ. Even if you're saved, I want to offer you a deeper level of thinking and connection with Christ tonight. I want to offer that to you tonight. Do me a favor right quick. I want you to watch this and I'm going to be right back because I want to offer you Christ because he's standing there ready to receive you. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior? Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, Listen, I stand at the door and knock. If any hear my voice and open the door, I will come into their house and eat with them, and they will eat with me. You may ask, how do I accept this invitation to salvation? We are so glad that you've asked this life-changing question. The Bible gives us the ABCs of salvation. A. To all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. First, admit you are a sinner. Romans chapter 3 verse 10 and verse 23 says, there is no one righteous, not even one for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Next, ask God's forgiveness. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. B. Believe in Jesus, put your trust in him as your only hope of salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John chapter 3 verse 16. C. Confess that Jesus is your Lord. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. Pray this prayer with us today. Dear God, I know that I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you sent your son Jesus to die for my sins and raised him from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you for accepting me just as I am and accepting me right where I am. Thank you for your unfailing love and for the ultimate price your son Jesus paid through the giving of his life and the shedding of his blood. Today I accept your salvation and your redemption in my life. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Did you pray the prayer of salvation with us today? If so, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. <laughs> Y'all, at the end of the day, it is about salvation. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Yeah, y'all, I want you to be blessed. I want you to have, uh, you know, money. I want you to have nice cars, nice things, homes. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. But the first thing, Jesus came and he died so that you could be saved, not so that you could be rich. If you happen to have uh, a couple of nickels to rub together down here on earth, praise God. But ultimately, he that is rich in salvation is more wealthier than the billionaires of this world. And just know that Jesus loves you. He's loved, he loves you and he wants you to open up the door and let him in. To those of you who know Christ and you went through that spill, thank you. But I want you to know that Jesus loves you, that even in this new uh, place in your life, this new thing, this new journey, this place where he's called you out and leading you to. The same grace that he used to save you and to pull you out of the places of sin is and keep you away from the places and people and thoughts of sin is the same one that will pull you and or keep you rather and lead you to this next place in your life. Yep, it's, it's, it's different. This this one hits different. This, this journey is hitting different than any other journey before. But you know what? I thank God that he's with us. So I pray that you will be of, uh, of encouraged and be encouraged, be strengthened in the inward man to know that God is with you, that God is for you. And if God be for you, who? then can be against you. Father, I pray for more grace to the hearers of the and, and believers and receiver of this word today. More grace, grace for grace in the mighty name of Jesus. We change our mind. We're not going to look back. We're not going to call to remembrance the former things. Neither, Lord God, desire those things. For Lord, you are doing a new thing. Shall we not know it? We thank you, dear God, that you have made ways in the deserts. We thank you that you made every crooked way, a crooked way straight and every rough place smooth. Keep us on this journey. Keep us. And Lord God, we thank you that we're never alone, that we have you. But we're thankful that there are others, dear God, that there are other pilgrims and pioneers on this journey. 
in your appointed time. Connect us as the body so that we'll know that wherever you've called us to and calling us to, that we're not alone. But as the body fitly joined together, we will supply what one another needs. And we give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. And amen. Do me one more favor. Watch this video. Uh, if you'd like to be a blessing, like to be a partner, watch this. We love you to life. We love you to truth. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Our prayer is that this ministry enhances, enriches, and establishes you in present truth. Consider becoming a global partner. Or consider becoming a local partner with the City of Truth International, G.S. Jackson Ministries, today.